This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac, and this is Brothers on Tennis, solo edition. <laughs> I am coming at you today. This is Isaac. Uh, my boy Bryce is still celebrating his milestone month. Uh, man, folks, we had a great time. We went over to Maui. He had some friends and family come with him. We had a nice group of people and just really, really had a good time. So he's still off enjoying himself. Figured we better get back on, on track, if you will, because there's a lot of tennis that's been going on and figured we better uh, start, the, start the session. So I'll be coming at you all by myself <laughs> so ridiculous um but you know i'm used to talk to myself because i'm a little bit crazy anyway so um yeah we're gonna go ahead and have some fun with this episode and uh, hopefully uh, give you some information and hopefully you all have been watching some of the great tennis that's been going on uh it feels like we haven't been with you for a minute um, we had the, uh, the post uh, show for the Australian Open, and of course, this past Sunday, we released the episode with Miss Zena Garrison. If you have not listened to that episode, folks, let me tell you, you are missing out. Get out to our website, brothersontennis.com, that's B-R-U-T-H-A-S, on tennis.com, and check out Miss Zena Garrison's episode. It was so en- enlightening speaking with her, and just the knowledge she shared was incredible. Lots of fun, folks. So, yeah, check out that episode. And like I said, I'm going to hopefully get you caught up. Um, My boy Bryce will be back with me next week and uh, we'll uh, get things going as per usual. But like I said, this week you all have to just deal with listening to me. So hopefully that's okay. (laughs) I think what we'll do is we're just going to, at a high level, folks, cover the the bases as relates to the tennis that has happened over the last few weeks. Uh, We had some smaller tournaments on the men's side uh, the first week of February, and the women had Fed Cups. So, first of all, we got to talk about that Fed Cup, especially with uh, the U.S. versus uh, Latvia. Um, I was hyped, folks. I was really hyped. I mean, you know, Sophia Kennan got out there, and and she got up on Sevastova and was like, yep, get out the way. And then Serena played Ostapanko. Ostapanko. <laughs> That's my girl. I like I like Yelena Ostapenko, but Serena put them things on her, which was really really good. Going into you know the um, the second day with a two zero lead, and I tell you what, folks, I don't know what the hell happened, but they just lost their mind. Sophia didn't have her game all all right, and Ostapenko jumped up on her and snatched her around. <laughs> it was a three setter, but she, she still she snatched her around and gave her a whole biscuit. And then, you know, we thought, hey, then the queen is going to come. She's going to do her thing. Miss Serena Williams, she's going to play Sevastova. Ah, it'll be good. Man, that match was insane. Sevastova played some good tennis. And unfortunately, the queen 
could not raise her level enough to get past her. And so she ended up losing 7-6 in the third. I think it was 7-6-3-6-7-6. So it was a tight match. Um, but we're used to Serena being able to pull those matches out. So that is very, very strange for her not to be able to uh, pull that match out. And so then it goes to 2-2. Two, two. And man, thank goodness for Bethany Maddox Sands, man. That doubles. Bethany, thank you for coming through for the U.S., man. My God. They won 6-4 and then gave them a, a bail and said, get on out of here. We ain't scared of you. <laughs> We got other things we need to do. So luckily, the U.S. won that Fed Cup tie 3-2. to two, But I tell you what, it was a heck of a lot closer than I expected it to be, folks. And I'm pretty sure that you would agree with me. Uh, yeah, I was, I was definitely assuming we'd get that 5-0. Uh, but anyway, that was what was happening the week of February the 3rd for the ladies. And the men had three tournaments. And they were all 250s, very high-level uh, review that I'm going to do a, do with them. Because, you know, as Bryce and I always do, we typically try and focus in on the 500s, the Master Series, so on and so forth. And these were 250s. But I tell you what, there was a lot of people that uh, were playing after the Australian Open. It was actually pretty impressive. Um, you had Cordoba, which was in Argentina. And the top seed was uh, um, uh, Diego, Diego Schwartzman. Hello, Diego. He's one of our favorites here. And, uh, you know, he did his thing. He got all the way to the final, which we expected him to do. And uh, the number two seed, uh, Pela, got upset. And uh, Christian Garin was actually in the final against uh, 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 Schwartzman. And get this, folks. Schwartzman was upset. I didn't get to see the match, but it did go three sets. But I tell you what. Schwartzman must have been tired or something or hungry because uh, Garin gave him that bagel in that third set and was like, you look hungry. I'm going to go ahead and feed you because I got me some coins because I'm raising up this title. What? <laughs> I mean, come on. That that to me is a very, very big upset. Christian Garin taking out uh, Schwartzman in the final there. Um, so, uh, Garin, uh, good on you for winning a title. Congratulations to you. Uh, the next uh, tournament that they had was in uh, Pune, or Tata Open. Um, and the top seed there was Benoit Pair, but I don't know what happened ben to Benoit. He was just like, I'm just, I don't even know why I'm here, so I'm just going to go out in the first round. Um, and went out meekly, too. I don't even know the person he, that he lost to, but uh, he lost in straight sets. So that was pretty disappointing. But uh, Yuri Vesely actually stepped through that tournament and won his second ATP title. So Yuri Vesely, congratulations to you. One match I'd like to point out in that draw was uh, Sugita against uh, Ricardo Barrancas. Now, those are two guys that, you know, not 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 big guys at all, pretty small as it relates to uh, size-wise on the ATP Tour. Um, but they had a battle, and they went 4-6-7-6-6-2, which Barakas, uh, Barankas actually uh, ended up winning. Uh, Vesely ended up taking him out in the semis and then, of course, won the final. But I like those two guys, and, uh, and that was a, definitely a good battle. So we want to give a good shout-out to them. So uh, congratulations again to Yuri Vesely for taking that title. And then the other tournament, the third tournament that was happening the week of February the 3rd, was Montpellier. Montpellier. It's in France. And I can't speak French, so don't, don't, don't hold that against me. But uh, I know who uh, showed up in that tournament, and that was Mr. Gaio Monfils. <laughs> Folks, Monfils is on a tear right now. He is getting at it. 
I mean, he was the top seed in this tournament, and it was a 250. But, I mean, you did have some folks in there like Shapovalov. You had uh, uh, FAA from Canada. You had a bunch of other um, uh, guys from France, and he actually played Manorino in his uh, second-round match and uh, ended up losing the first set before giving him a breadstick and, and, and moving him on his way. And, I mean, at that point, folks, he did not lose a set. It's incredible, man. Crazy, crazy. So Gael Monfils ended up winning that tournament. He played Vasek Pospisil, another Canadian, in the final. And that in itself was a pretty uh, interesting uh, uh, road for Pospisil. I got to give a shout out to him as well because he's someone, in my opinion, I always put him in that Tomas Burdich category. Um, just a big guy, big game, big weapons, just hasn't really been able to put it together throughout the years. But hey, man, he got up in there and took out uh, Shapovalov, his countrymen, and um, and, and actually uh, made Gasquet retire. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. And then took out uh, David Goffin. Uh, before reaching Gael Monfils in the final, and unfortunately, and I shouldn't say unfortunately, but he just lost in straight sets. But that's a pretty darn good effort for him. So, uh, Vasek, if you're listening, good job, sir. Nice uh, job making it to a final. Uh, but Gael, man, you doing you doing the thing right there. And then get this, folks. The following week, after Gael put that title on his back, he then went out to the ABN in Rotterdam, and man just showed out. I mean, he was the third seed. And I mean, these there, there were some folks in this tournament. So the seeds were Medvedev, Sissipas, Monfi, uh, Goffin, Fognini, Batista Agut, uh, Andrei Rublev, and Shapovalov. Those were the top eight seeds in that tournament. This was a 500-level tournament, folks. And I mean, Gael did not lose a set in winning this title. It is ridiculous. And some of the matches that they had in here were insane, folks. I mean, first round match, uh, Daniil Medvedev against Vasic Pospisil. So he was, again, the Canadian that made to the final the previous week. Hey, he took out Medvedev. That in itself is a, a really, really nice victory. So that was in the first round. Unfortunately, Krajinovich uh, jumped up on him after that and was like, get out the way, fool. Uh, anybody scared of you? Uh, but still, great, great effort for him to be able to take out Medvedev. That is very impressive. And man, some of these other matches that they had, like Dimitri, uh, Grigor Dimitrov against Shapovalov, and he took him out in the first in uh, in the first round. So Shapovalov has not had a, a good little stretch here, having lost first round in the last tournament and this tournament uh, that just uh, that just passed. And um, he might have been a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. He may not have wanted to meet his countryman, uh, Felix Ajayali Asim, in the next round because Felix got up on Jean Leonard Struff in the first round, which that to me is a very, very strong victory for him because he played Struff maybe a month or so ago. I think it was before the Australian Open. And Struff put them things on him. And I guess he learned something from that match. It was still a three setter, but good on Felix for being able to overcome that. And then he played Grigor Dimitrov and beat him in straight sets, 6 4, 6 2. So, I mean, really, really, really good stuff. And another one of those really, really interesting matches uh, that happened in the first round of that tournament was uh, Sissipas versus Hubert uh, Hercatch. And Hercatch is someone that I'm just on the lookout for because he's a big guy, big game, good head on his shoulders. And uh, he actually uh, played Sissipas pretty strong in that first round. Um, went to three sets. He ended up taking a breadstick in the third set, but still pretty good showing. And then for whatever reason, Sissipas went out to Bedne 
And he probably went out because he knew he was going to have to pay Felix in the the next round. (laughs) And I think, as Felix said, he really likes Tsitsipas' game. Um, So he probably didn't want to have to deal with FAA. So he got on out the way. And FAA, man, he made it to the final. So he played uh, Gael Monfils in the final. And uh, man, unfortunately, you know, that's that's. That's a tough. Uh, that's a t- that's a tough roadblock to get through when you're battling Gael Monfils, especially a hot Gael Monfils. And uh, he uh, he got taken out six two six four in the final. Which you know, when I saw that scoreline, I was like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I kind of expected that. Because like I said, when Gael is hot, there's not too many players that can that can get up on him. I mean, me and Bryce were actually talking about this in Maui. And uh, man, I mean, Monfils has a really great record against players, except for the top three. I mean, his record against the top three is just downright horrible. And in fact, he actually plays Federer better than he plays Nadal or Djokovic. I think he's like 16-0 and 0 against Djokovic, 14-2 against Nadal. And I think with Federer, at least he's uh, down 10-6. But at least that's a little bit more respectable. But... Yeah, yeah, he has problems with the big three, but I tell you what, if you ain't big three, he's like, <laughs> bitch, got the way. <laughs> so, uh, Monfils, congratulations, my man, on winning back-to-back titles. I mean, that's pretty impressive to win a 250 and a 500 with that field that I just mentioned. That 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 in itself is 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 really really good. Um, and folks, I mean, like I said, this week there, I mean, this past week there were a lot of tournaments. So that was the 500. They also had two 250s on the ATP side. Um, they had the New York Open. Um, mainly the U, the U.S. guys were there. So you had folks like John Isner. Um, you had uh, Stevie Johnson. Actually, Stevie played tennis Sandgren in the first round. And uh, boy, they went uh, three sets, six seven, six three seven six. So that's a that's a pretty tough uh, tough matchup. Uh, but he did at least uh, get over Tennis Sangren before losing out to Andrea Seppi. Uh, Opelka, of course, was there. Jack Sock made his return. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get that victory. But Jack, really happy to see you back on the scene doing your thing. Um, Milos Raonic was there. So, yeah, so, you know, like I said, some good good folks in there. Um, really interesting, um, I guess, uh, uh, you know, fallout, if you will, of the draw. Because a lot of the people, you know, the seeds just kind of fell out. Like Jordan Thompson beat Isner. In fact, you got to give some kudos to Jordan Thompson because he beat Ivo Karlovic in the first round and then took out John Isner in the second round. He was like, y'all tall heifers, ain't nobody scared of you. <laughs> And then he came up against Andrea Seppi, and Seppi was like, anybody scared of you? Just like I wasn't scared of Stevie Johnson either. So he swiped them out the way and ended up actually making it to the final. And he played uh, Kyle Edmund. And Kyle, as we know, you know, he's from uh, Great Britain, and he's really been trying to get his game back. Uh, he's He's been as high as, like, I know he's been in the top 10 before. Um, but yeah, for him to, you know, he's rebounding and he actually made it to the final and actually won. He was the one to actually take out Seppi, uh, seven, five, six, one. So gave him a breadstick and said, go on, you look hungry, go on, get this food while I get my coins and raise that trophy. And, uh, you know, for him to raise a trophy, I know is really, really good for his mental because again, he's been, he's been struggling and, and, and really trying to get his game back. And I believe, you know, he was out with an injury. And so for him to be back in the, in the mix of things, I know this, uh, is really good, uh, on his part. So congratulations to to Kyle Edmund, uh, for actually winning the, uh, the New York open. So, uh, great effort on your part. And then the last tournament that was happening, and again, 
uh, just talking about um, the, the men's side uh, last week uh, was the uh, Argentina Open. And uh, that one, I believe, was uh, headed up by uh, Schwartzman again. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he fought hard and he actually made it to the uh, semis before he had to retire. And unfortunately, um, he had a really, really tough match against Pablo Cuevas, which doesn't surprise me because Pablo Cuevas is my dude on, on clay. He, he, he can, he, he's a dirtballer for sure. And they went five, seven, seven, six, seven, five. That Schwartzman actually was able to pull that out. And then he was just like, no mas, no mas, I can't do it no more. <laughs> So he pulled out and Salsa ended up making it into the final. And he ended up actually playing Casper Rood. Rude. I don't know if you said Rudd or Rude, but Casper uh, Rude. And Casper, uh, hey, he's been showing up uh, of late. He played that ATP Cup and looked really, really good, yo. He got some strong victories there. And uh, I think his confidence is really up. I think that young man is going to really have a nice breakout year this year. Uh, he beat um, <laughs> Bryce's dog, uh, Lajovic, in, uh, in the quarters and made it uh, past uh, Londero uh, in the semis and actually uh, won over Sousa in the final, 6-1, 6-4. So once again, feeding folks, they give them, they just give them breadsticks and bagels out everywhere. So he fed him and said, holla and uh, get my trophy. <laughs> so yeah, and I believe that was Casper's first ATP title. So congratulations to Casper on that victory. That's just a fantastic job, Casper. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what's been happening on the men's side of the draw. And the ladies were actually active as well. So they actually had two tournaments this past week. Um, they were at uh, St. Petersburg, uh, where uh, Belinda Bencic was the top seed. And again, these are not your um, your tier one um, uh, uh, tournaments, but still pretty, pretty solid as far as the... Um, uh, the attendance goes because Bencic was the top seed. You had Kiki Burton's there, Petra Kvitova, Joanna Conta. So they had some good good names up in there. And, uh, you know, I was uh, thinking that Bencic was going to see it through. But unfortunately, she ran into Sakari and in the uh, who's, you know, the Greek hope, uh, just like Sisipas in the quarters. And, and uh, Sakari ended up taking her out. And then she was taken out by Rybakina, who made it to the finals to face Kiki Burton's. Um, you know, Kiki, she's a tough one. I like Kiki's game. And uh, when she's on, she can play some good ball, y'all. And she got up in that final and was like, Robert Keene, ain't nobody scared of you. She beat her 6-1, 6-3, bread stick. Let me get my coins. Let me raise this trophy. And there you have it. <laughs> ain't nobody scared of you. So, uh, again, very, very impressive victory for Kiki. Uh, Kvitova ended up losing in the quarterfinals, but um, yeah, it was. It looks like she uh, she either had some type of injury or just pulled out because uh, it was a walkover. Um, so hopefully uh, Petra's doing all right. But again, congratulations to Kiki Burtons for uh, snatching up that title. That's a good, good victory. And lastly, uh, we had the Thailand Open. And again, this is a smaller tournament. And I honestly do not know a lot of the names that are in here except for Svitolina, who was the top seed. And I, you know, looking at this, I would be like, of course she's going to win this title. Yeah, maybe not. Hibino was like, uh, ain't nobody scared of you. Get out of the way. And took her out in the quarters. And so Magda, Magda Lynette uh, ended up actually taking this title. Now, she was seated number five, and she's from Poland. Um, but, uh, yeah, she ended up taking the title. Again, 6-3, 6-2. 
so gave out a, a whole biscuit and uh, she won her crown. So good for you, Magda Lynette. Ah, folks, you are now caught up. <laughs> So that's all of the tennis that's happened over the last couple of weeks. And man, I mean, it's been crazy, crazy, crazy. But, um, you know, just really, really impressed that folks are out there playing hard. You don't see the big folks out there. So you're not you don't see Serena. You don't see Rafa or Roger or, or Novak yet. Um, I think they'll be coming out uh, for 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 uh, Dubai. At least the guys will. Not sure when Serena's going to come back. It might be Indian Wells, but. We'll uh, we'll we'll be uh, anxiously awaiting uh, her return um, for this week. We actually have the um, uh, Dubai for the ladies and uh, the, the seeds at Dubai um, are number one seed is Halep. Then you've got Pliskova, Svitolina, Vincic, uh, Sofia Kennan is actually there. Uh, Sabalenka is there, as is Petra Martic. Um, so. Basically, they've got a really good field. The one name that I've got to talk about in this draw, because I respect all those ladies that I just that I just mentioned, but there is one name in there that has me kind of hyped. <laughs> that name is Miss Kim Kleisters. So Kleisters is making her return to the WTA tour in the Dubai tournament uh, that's happening this week. So folks, y'all need to be watching the Dubai duty free for the women. Cause I mean, you've got to support Kleister. She's one of the classiest, nicest ladies uh, out on tour or whoever was on tour. Um, I had the opportunity to meet her when I volunteered for the tournaments out here in Southern California. And it was just an absolute pleasure just being around her and her entourage. She's just a solid, solid lady. So, um, so Kim, congratulations on your return and we wish you only the best uh, as you are com coming back on tour and making your presence felt because if, if I'm pretty sure you're going to bring some strong game. So the ladies, y'all better watch out for Kim Clijsters. But she does have a tough one in the first round against uh, Garbina Muguruza, which is, you know, the Australian Open uh, finalist. So that one will be tough, but uh, hopefully Clijsters will be able to, you know, uh, have a great showing and again, set herself up to do some really good things throughout the year. Um, as far as, uh, you know, um, um, who I would pick, to win this particular tournament. I mean, because all of the ladies have pretty much taken a little bit of a break, um, I don't know who potentially is, is hot and who's not. Um, and there are some really, really good names in this draw, folks. So I'm going to <laughs> respectfully decline uh, making a call on who's going to win this tournament. And I'm just going to sit back and watch it and enjoy it. And uh, Bryce and I will be back at you next week to talk uh, more about it, that's for sure. But um, yeah, really, really uh, good names in that tournament. So if you get the chance, folks, definitely get in some uh, some of that tournament. That's going to be it's going to be some good stuff. Now on the men's side, I, like I said, men have had tournament after tournament. They had three tournaments in February the third, three tournaments the last week, and they've got three tournaments this week. So they've got Rio, they've got Del Rey, and then they got Marseille. Uh, the Rio Open, uh, you've got. Uh, Dominique team there. Uh, so, you know, he's he's looking to get himself uh, uh, pushed forward and get ready for the Dubai Open next week. I believe he's going to play Dubai. Could be wrong. Um, but yeah, there aren't too many other names. Churich is in there. Um, a couple other people are there. But 
you know, I would imagine since this is clay, he's trying to really get his his uh, clay game right. Because I would imagine Dominique is going to make a really, really strong run uh, at the French again. So he wants to make sure his clay his clay game is tight. Um, so yeah, so he's going to be heading up that tournament in Rio. Uh, so we'll be definitely looking at that and seeing uh, seeing what that's all about. Um, and hopefully he'll be able to add to his uh, his pile. Now we also have the Delray Beach Open, and that's in the states. And it's I tell you, okay, so it's a 250, and again, we don't typically talk about 250s. I, I get it, I get it. But I tell you what, there's some folk up in this in this 250 right here. First of all. Is being led by Mr. Nick Kyrgios. He is the top seed. So you know there's going to be some craziness anyway. <laughs> Anytime Nick is leading a tournament or is the number one seed, you know it's going to be crazy. And uh, actually, his first round is against Tommy Paul. And Tommy Paul has been playing some ball of late. So I figured that's going to be a very, very nice first round. And get this. If he gets past Tommy Paul, there is a chance he might have to play Tiafo in the second round. And then you know, I don't like to, you know, I don't like the black on black crime. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing that because I want to see if Tiafo's going to step his game up. I, I would think that Nick would have uh, way too much game for him there, but you just never know. And uh, but I would definitely like to uh, like to see that matchup. And I tell you what, on that top half of the draw, you got my boy Johnny Millman. Johnny Millman. And uh, he is there, and there's a chance for him and Kyrgios to potentially meet in the semis. And I tell you what, Johnny Millman has been playing some good ball. He, You know, everybody was like, oh, it's just a fluke when he beat Federer at the U.S. Open. Oh, Federer was tired. It was hot, which is all true. But... Millman did his thing and he has he has proven that his game has gotten tight and he is willing to really, really put it on some folks and knock them out the way. And uh, like I said, he has been playing some great ball. So I tell you what, if Millman and Kyrgios meet, that ain't no gimme, y'all. That ain't no gimme at all. I honestly feel like Millman might get up in there and be like, yo, <laughs> I know you're my countryman and you're my dog and all, but I'm gonna have to put the things on you. But anyway, we will hopefully get to see that matchup. The bottom half of the draw is, eh, in my opinion, a little bit light. I mean, you've got Rayonish down there at the bottom. He's the number two seed. You've got Opelka. Actually, that's a good first round. Opelka versus uh, Ernest Gilbus. Uh, Ernest Gilbus is just crazy. Um, his game is wild. But I tell you what, when he applies himself, he's got a big game. And it is really, really difficult to deal with. Um, ask Felix Agiali, I see him. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. So that actually could be a very, very good first round. But anyway, we'll see how that one goes. Again, it's in the States, so definitely support it. Want to make sure that we're uh, supporting uh, that that tournament. And then hopefully we'll get to see some, uh, some, uh, some good tennis there. And uh, lastly is the uh, Marseille tournament. And apologies, I got to flip pages here. So we've got the Marseille tournament. And uh, Medvedev is actually the top seed there. And um, that this is another one. Again, it's a 250, but folks, there are some good matches going on and a lot of good people in this draw. So Medvedev is leading the draw, but here are the seeds. Medvedev, Tsitsipas is two, Gofan, Shapovalov, Kachanov, Benoit Pair, Felix Aziali Asim, and Hubert Hurkacz. Man, that's a good draw. <laughs> that's a good, good draw. 
And I mean, there are some there are some things that can possibly happen in that draw that 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 would be really nice to see. Um, the I, I would think that just looking at the draw, it's a little bit more balanced than the other tournaments where these all these guys have been in. Um, they're in some different quadrants, so I would expect them to at least make it kind of to the quarterfinals by the seeds. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if all the seeds made it to uh, the quarterfinals, the top eight that I just mentioned. Now, after that, it'll be fun. <laughs> I, again, not going to predict anything. Typically, I would say Medvedev or Tsitsipas, but based on their run of late, you just don't know if they found their form or not. But again, that one, Marseille, that's going to be a nice tournament, folks. So you definitely want to tune in and check out some of those matches. So anyway, you are now caught up and uh, hopefully you don't mind me babbling here. Uh, I, I just enjoy all of the tennis and want to make sure that we are talking about all the previous matches what we see coming up there's a lot of good stuff out there and the one thing that i wanted to throw out at you guys and, I, and we are going to post this because bryce and i were talking about this uh when we were when we were out there in maui and hanging out with the all the all the friends and everything um you know the Djokovic thing is is really interesting so we've talked about how you know he's won the australian and you know, is, is he is he going to push to 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 you know overcome both Nadal and, and Federer and you know he's going to get the numbers blah 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 and um, I mean for me like I said I like Djokovic I like him a lot Federer will always be the goat to me just because he is just aesthetically pleasing I can watch him all day and all night I just love the guy and I just love what he's done for tennis on court as well as off court so. He is my GOAT regardless of what the numbers say. But at the same time, you cannot deny that at the end of the year, Novak could possibly tie Roger Federer. He's already won the Australian. If he does the calendar slam, he could actually be tied with Roger at the end of 2020. Have y'all thought about that? Because I did. I was like, man. That is crazy. And what's really crazy is honestly, he has a good opportunity to do it. Um, if he gets into the French Open and he's got his game right and he's able to stop the juggernaut that is Nadal, um, I have to give him a really, really good shot at pushing for the Golden Slam. Because remember, y'all, this is, this is an Olympic year as well. So he might be able to run the table and do a Steffi Graf, which nobody has done. Um, I would be interested to know if you guys think he's going to do that. Um, so one of the things that I will do is uh, we'll post out um, a little comment on our, on our page and just ask that question. Do you think Novak is going to be able to actually do the Golden Slam? And if not, do you think he'll do the Calendar Slam? Do you think he'll win three Grand Slams? Do you think he'll win two Grand Slams? Or will he just hold on to this Australian Open uh, title that he just got and, and, and be happy? <laughs> I doubt that very, very, very seriously. Um, but I would love, love to hear your thoughts on it because to me, I really believe he's got a strong opportunity to, um, uh, to get that, uh, that Golden Slam. Um, man, I definitely am not going to throw that out there on the women's side. <laughs> Sophia Kennan, I'm sorry. Congratulations to you once again, though, for winning your maiden Grand Slam at the Australian Open. Uh, that was an incredible feat. But yeah, I'm probably not going to put that much pressure on you. Um, 
So with that, I'll, I'll close that as far as being the hot topic. And um, you know what, folks? This was this was interesting. Um, I miss uh, having my partner in crime. Uh, it's definitely, you know, kind of not as interactive when you're just kind of talking into space. Um, but at the same time, as you all can tell, I can talk. <laughs> I am not short of words. Not at all. So once again, folks, my boy Bryce will be back with us next week. Uh, we will be doing Brothers on Tennis in its entirety next week. And we'll do a review of the, uh, the uh, three tournaments for the guys as well as Dubai for the ladies. Um, we'll preview Dubai and whatever the other tournaments are that are happening the following week. And uh, yeah, we'll have another interesting hot topic. And hopefully we'll bring some more interesting uh, uh, topics to you. All right. So, folks, um, once again, this is Isaac, Brothers on Tennis. Again, B-R-U-T-H-A-S on Tennis.com. Get out to that website, folks. Check us out. Once again, if you have not listened to the Zena Garrison episode, get on out there and listen. That is an incredible episode. And again, it was wonderful, wonderful talking to Zena. And we are hopeful that we have some, some other guests in the, uh, in the pipeline for the rest of the year uh, that we will be uh, talking to and uh, getting more insight from. So once again, folks, this is Isaac. This is Brothers on Tennis. And we just uh, thank you. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful, wonderful day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.